So welcome back grade three fours to our read aloud of The Wild Robot by Peter Brown. In our last chapters, Bright Bill returned and told of his journey. So his journey went through the cities as well as over land, uh, over the ocean, sorry. Uh, they ended up, because it was a hard migration for them too, so they ended up staying at a farmer's greenhouse where our main leader, Longneck, actually got shot by the farmer. And Bright Bill also met friends along the way, but he also saw other robots just like Roz. So we're kind of learning that Roz is a type of robot that is used quite a bit with for humans now. So here we go, chapter 63, The Special Robot. After Brightbill told the story of his winter, he and his mother sat in silence and thought. They thought about poor Longneck and the human who had killed him. They thought about farms and cities and factories. They thought about Roz and where she truly belonged. Then, after a while, Roz told Brightbill her own winter story. She spoke of her long, dark hibernation and of how she had awoken to find the nest caved in around her. She spoke of blizzards and frozen animals. She spoke of many lodges she had built and the one that caught fire. But she mostly spoke of all her new friendships she had forged. I used to think that you were the only animal who would ever care about me, she told her son. I worried that without you, I would be alone again. But I was not alone. In fact, I had made new friends all on my own. I think the other animals might actually like me. Of course they like you, Ma squawked the goose. You're the most likable robot I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot. It was true. Brightbill had seen hundreds of different robots that winter, and none of them were anything like Roz. None of them had learned how to speak with animals, or had saved an island from the cold, or had adopted a gosling. As he sat there, watching the robot's animal gestures and listening to her animal sounds, Brightbill realized just how special his mother really was. Chapter 65, The Invitation. Roz was the first to arrive at the next dawn truce. She had an important announcement to make. The robot patiently waited in the great meadow as the sky slowly brightened and the animals slowly gathered. And once everyone was milling around and chatting, Roz began speaking in her perkiest voice. Pardon the interruption. If I could please have your mo have a moment of your time. The crowd settled down and listened to their robot friend. We made it through a terrible winter. A new generation of youngsters is arriving, and my son Brightbill has just returned to the island with his flock. I think we can all agree that there is much to celebrate. So in addition to the dawn truce this morning, I would like us to have another truce this evening. We can call it the evening truce, or better yet, the party truce. The crowd began chattering with excitement. I have planned a celebration, Roz continued, and you are all invited. I will take care of everything. Just please meet me back here at dusk. Oh, and I have a little surprise. Actually, it's not little. It is quite large. The point is, I have planned a celebration and I hope to see you all there. Sounds great, Roz, but I'm afraid there's one problem with your plan. Mr. Beaver blinked his beady eyes. The moon won't be out this evening, so it'll be too dark for some of us to see. You are half correct, said Roz. Tonight will be moonless, but it will not be dark. I promise. Now, if you will excuse me, I must prepare for our party. I will see everyone back here at dusk. Goodbye. So what kind of party do we think maybe she's planned? What do you think her big surprise is for everyone? No, you don't know, Stella? You don't want to take a guess? Yep, it's all good. No? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay, well, let's find out what her celebration is. Chapter 66, The Celebration. Dawn turned to day, day turned to dusk, and just as Roz had asked, animals were gathering again in the great meadow. Word had spread across the island that the robot was throwing a party, and everyone wanted to see what the fuss was about. The fuss seemed to be about a giant stack of wood. Roz had spent the day collecting logs and branches and stacking them in a perfect, massive tower. The animals crowded around it, trying to imagine its purpose. And then they saw a golden light flickering in the distance. Roz emerged from the dark forest. In her hand was a flaming stick, which she held up like a torch. She was camouflaged in thick mud and clusters of wildflowers, but her camouflage wasn't for hiding. It was for her party dress. The animals watched as the robot glided across the meadow, surrounded by a warm glow. Thank you all for being here, she said as she joined the crowd. One year ago, I awoke on the shore of this island. I was just a machine. I functioned. But you, my friends and my family, you have taught me how to live. And I, so I thank you. No, thank you, Roz, shouted a voice. You have also taught me to be wild, said the robot. So let us celebrate life and wilderness together. At those words, Roz heaved her torch high into the air. It soared up up, up, and landed on the very top of the wooden tower. A ball of fire burst toward the night sky, and suddenly the meadow was bathed in firelight. Hundreds of shiny eyes watched as bright flames crept down the sides of the tower and embers floated away on the breeze. The animals stepped towards the bonfire, eager to feel its warmth, and then stepped back, afraid of feeling too much. And soon, everyone was moving. The deer started leaping, the foxes started trotting, the snakes slithered, slithered, and the insects buzzed, and the fish jumped up from the river. Brightbill led all the birds into the air, where they wheeled around the bonfire like a tornado of feathers. Roz sprang into a wild dance, her shaggy dress shaking and swishing with each moment. It was a wild party, and it took our robot to make it happen. Roz and the animals partied all night long. They were so busy singing and laughing and dancing that they didn't see the cargo ship as it sliced past the island. But the ship saw them. It saw the towering bonfire. It saw the robot. And then it quietly continued into the darkness. Uh-oh. So what do we think might happen next then? So if a cargo ship's off, what do you think, Caden? Oh, humans might think it's a forest fire. I think that's a good guess. Any other predictions? Okay. I am going to stop there. So that is three chapters. It wasn't a long reading today, but that's okay. So we're going to stop there. So until next time. <laughs>